I wanted to become a kind of a millionaire so I could help a lot of people. Mm. But then I realized that, well, I can use my knowledge to build something as it scales, it can create impact. And if I make money on, on the process, then I can kind of invest in other young entrepreneurs uh, in their ideas as uh, people have been doing to me. So I would like to give back to the society, not only with uh, the product that can scale and create change, but also with knowledge and capital. Uh, so that, so I think that this way, if everything goes well, I could kind of achieve it. Welcome to Screw It, Just Do It, brought to you by Startup You, inspiring and supporting entrepreneurs to make a full-time living doing what you love. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell, fellow entrepreneur, Virgin mentor, and founder of Startup You, the regional partner of Virgin Startup, providing startup funding, mentoring, and support. Each episode features the stories from two entrepreneurs at different stages in their journey who talk us through their successes and failures. You get to take on board all of their learnings and none of the failure. Today's podcast is brought to you by Hayes, who are the number one recruiting experts in the UK. Whether you're searching for your perfect job or looking to scale your business by building the perfect team, go to hayes.co.uk, quoting Startup You. Welcome to episode 044 of Screw It, Just Do It. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell. And on today's show, I welcome Marco Barbosa, founder of eSolidar. Now, eSolidar is a global giving marketplace that allows people to shop, sell and donate to their favorite charitable causes. Now, many charities have yet to fully grasp the opportunity that technology offers. And we obviously live in a world where we can all use the Internet to do a variety of things such as shopping, dating, consuming a variety of products and services. Yet only a small percentage of charitable giving occurs online. So eSolidar's goal is to provide a platform that enables all members of the charitable community to transact in a single marketplace. To date, they've raised just under a million euros from a variety of sources to fund this business, and they've got offices in both the UK and Portugal. They were also recently selected by Forbes 30 Under 30 for social entrepreneurship. I caught up with founder Marco Barbosa to find out more. Let's start up. Basically, it's an online platform that allows charities to diversify their fundraising base and to reach new audiences through online charity shops, donations, and special charity auctions with celebrities and brands. Um, and recently, we've launched a CSR a uh, management tool that allows companies to better engage with their employees to support charitable causes. Um, and yeah, so basically that's that's what we're doing. We're trying to bring uh, all the players of the social economy within the same ecosystem. Very good. And um, what were the players doing before? Was there a marketplace for them? Was there a platform for them? Or was it very much fragmented? So no, it's, it's, we have um, a platform basically that brings the consumers that want to support charities, but also that they want to have access to special experiences or special items. Mm -hmm. um, 
And uh, so we have the charities that want to fundraise and have like items to sell or items to auction uh, and want to receive donations. And then we have in a kind of a separate tool uh, for the businesses, but uh, that allows them, for example, to give gift cards to their employees so they can spend on any charities uh, or to give as a donation, match their donations, find volunteering opportunities. Uh, but when the business bring their employees, they will be using the marketplace. So basically, it's a kind of a business to business to consumer where we bring the companies and then uh, their employees will be using the marketplace. So everything goes to the marketplace. But this tool is a kind of a, a dashboard or a, a, an administration page for the, the owners of the businesses. Okay. And when you started, was there anything else out there that was comparable to what you do now? Um, so in the point of view of, of the consumers, uh, yeah. So you can think about like just giving perhaps. Yeah. It's like a kind of... Uh, donations, a crowdfunding marketplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, in the auctions, we you can you could see like eBay for charity doing some charity auctions, uh, but it was very fragmented. So, in order for you to buy products from charities, you you would have to go to their physical um, uh, physic, um, uh, local charity shop or go to do their website if they have something selling there. So, uh, we try to just to centralize all of this. Um, so in the U S you see more of those kind of platforms, but in Europe, you don't, you don't see a lot. Okay. Um, in, in, in the, in the point of view of the business to business side, uh, it's the same. So there are there are like three or four uh, platforms in the US, but in Europe, um, one or two maybe. Okay. Uh, from what we saw, and did was the original plan to keep it in in Europe or to keep it even in Portugal, where where you're from originally, or is the is the master plan to always make this available throughout the world? Well, um, of course, that we would like to have it available um, throughout the world. Um, the, the plan was to go through to UK, then US. Okay. That was like the, the, the initial plan. It kind of still is, but things doesn't go as fast or as well as we uh, uh, want to. Mm. Uh, so basically, we started in Portugal, but fundraising in online fundraising in Portugal was not a reality. So we had to kind of uh, educate the market, educate the charities, teach them how to do it. Uh, then we raised a, a bigger round. So we went to UK and we thought, well, in UK, people are used to do e-commerce online, support charities. There is a lot of charities there. Um, so maybe it will be easier for us. So mm. it was not so easy because at the same time, there's a lot of competition. There is the marketing costs are higher. So, um, it's harder to penetrate the market because, um, there is, there is more players doing that. So, yeah. So the goal now is to, uh, consolidate UK markets and then raise kind of a series A to start operations in the US. That will be like the, um, what we would like to do and then from us with a bigger round where we can go for the like a series b or series c 
if everything goes well, then we can go worldwide after that. Okay. But but being in Europe and also most of our users are from Brazil, being in Europe and Brazil will give us like a competitive advantage when we go to US because then facing other um, fundraising platforms, then having already some operations and growth in Europe and countries like Brazil will have like will be better for us. Mm. And and how many users um, and, and charities do you, do you have registered now? Because I, I read read before you had like over fifty thousand users and of eight hundred yeah. charities, but that that might have been uh, a year or so ago from what I read. I'm not sure. No, no. So it it was recently. So now it's almost sixty thousand users. Wow. And almost one thousand charities, where wow. about three hundred are from UK. And and how long is it taking you to do that? Is it was it 2014 that you you initially launched the business? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And and how have you found um, f- for other people who might be thinking how they've managed to gain users? Um, what have you found the the best ways to actually um, gather these users together um, for for the for the platform? Yeah. Well. <laughs> That's like the million dollar question. <laughs> Everyone wants to know what's the best strategy, yeah. not only to acquire, but to retain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And absolutely. Having those users to attract more users mm. in a kind of a growth hacking strategy. Well, what we, so it's still a progress. Mm. Uh, so I, I can tell you some of the things we've tried yeah. uh, and how it shaped the business. So at the beginning, we were only a peer-to-peer marketplace where people could like sell stuff and choose a percentage into each charity they would like to donate uh, that percentage. So then we saw that, okay, it's very hard to attract users and to attract like users with things to sell and users with, that want to buy stuff uh, in a marketplace that have low level of content is very hard. So what we've done, okay, so let's, Let's go after charities so they can sell products uh, also on the marketplace. So this way they will invite their communities to come to the platform. Okay, so that kind of worked and we saw a lot of users coming. Um, But then it was not enough. So, okay, what we can do more here? Who has a big, who has like the biggest audiences? And we saw, okay, celebrities have like, big audiences mm. and they want to to um, to raise their profile and to look good so okay so let's do and and some of them are connected already with charities so we we decide okay let's do some charity auctions of like a dinner with a celebrity or a signed guitar mm-hmm. or a signed t-shirt or something then so if we go through our charities and then we um so we asked them to ask their celebrities to give something to do an auction to support their charities. And then they will share that on social media. Um, okay. and, and then it will bring a lot of users. Mm. And okay, did, that, so that, did that work? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that, that's the main uh, way to, to acquire users. After that we went, okay, how do we get like, massive amount of items and experiences Mm. so then we went after music festivals because every time there is a music festival there is like a lot of celebrities going there yeah and they can offer like kind of five minutes on the backstage or sign the guitar that also helps the the music festival to promote themselves Mm -hmm. and 
it allows them to also to support the charity. And then we can go to the press and tell a great story about the children that yeah. that money will uh, uh, help, about the, the festival that is that is great, that helps the society, mm. and about the, the celebrity that is getting engaged in all these kind of uh, um, initiatives. Of and that is usually is a good story, and a journalist likes that. So it can also give us a leverage on on press releases. Mm. Um, and it's not, a, so then we realize that, okay, our business model is a fee, a small success fee on everything that we raise. So that's not kind of uh, sustainable in the short term. We will need to massively scale the marketplace in order for that small success fee be enough to bring us at least to break even. Mm. So, okay, so how can we bring more users that are more committed we can increase our revenue and bring more money for charities. So that's why we decided to build this tool for companies. So this way we bring the company, they upload all their employees, they will be using the, the marketplace. Comp uh, they will be giving like gift cards and match donations, uh, match the, their employees' donations. So it will raise more money for charities and companies will pay a monthly subscription to use that platform. So this way we bring a company that brings everything else. Okay. So that's now our kind of the third stage of trying to acquire users. Uh, but this, this is really a very uh, complicated science. Mm. Or it is no science. It's like try and error and, uh, yeah. and yeah. try to keep testing. Yeah, try to understand the behavior of the consumer so we can kind of uh, make it uh, or make them use it more. And, and which were the first celebrities and the first festivals to to come on board? And, and how difficult was that to get the first couple of people um, to do that? Well, actually, it was not difficult. Actually, it, it, with the festivals, it all happened because one festival here in Portugal was working with the same uh, media agency as we we were, and they didn't sell all the tickets for the Mark Knopfler day. Uh -huh. So Mark Knopfler was uh, playing one day. Uh -huh. So basically, uh, the media agency decided, okay, why not we do kind of uh, a fan going to the stage, receiving like a signed guitar from Mark Knopfler and to support a local charity. And with this story, we take the opportunity to promote more the festival so we can sell all the tickets. Yeah. So, so that was like the initial thought, but then other festivals saw that, so the, all the press releases and then started to contact us because huh. they would like to do the same. Very so good. then we, uh, so Rock in Rio is one of the biggest music festivals. Oh yeah. I know it. Yeah. Yeah. You see a so lot of big bands like them. Iron Maiden and Guns N' Roses yeah, and stuff playing. Exactly. Mm. So, so now we closed the contract for several years with Rock in Rio because of that. And every time there is an edition, we have like 50 auctions of special items from the bands. Wow. So Amazing. it was kind of how it started. Mm. And um, is there anyone on your wish list that you, uh, that you haven't got hold of yet that you'd like to? One, what, one music festival? Uh, or one celebrity, yeah, that you you, you think would be brilliant. Well, Elon Musk. I would like to have Elon Musk, like a dinner. Oh, uh, yeah, Musk. very good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, uh, well, okay. well I, I, I really like the guy. So, well, maybe I will not, I, I couldn't bid higher enough to get the, the, the dinner. 
but at least I will be kind of related with that. Yeah, that I understand. And um, thinking back when you when you started, how, how did you come upon this idea? Because I understand you, you've had other businesses before, which which maybe you could tell us a, a little bit about your background as well. Yeah. Okay. So I met, I have a master's degree in computer science, um, and during during the university, the first business was about collecting cooking oil to convert into biodiesel. Um, so basically, we we and the the, the team um, at the time it's not the same as as, as now, but um, we went through. Um, Microsoft Imagine Cup, uh, I think it was 2008, we were one of the worldwide finalists with that uh, idea. Uh, it was idea, no, a project. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got a patent on it. Uh, basically, it was a system that, so you have your container of oil and then um, it, it, it can be applied for all uh, sorts of garbage. But... When it reaches like 80%, it sends an SMS to the central. So the guys with the trucks will, will collect only the trash or the containers that are almost full. So with an optimized route, and then that cooking oil will be used to convert it to biodiesel. So was already related with environment, environmental impact um, and try to make some good in the world. Mm. Um, so then, um, so I left that, that team, they, they keep going and working with, with several companies. Um, and then I, uh, during the university, I wanted to do something related with social networks, e-commerce and social impact, something that we, I, I so we were seeing like Facebook growing massively. Mm-hmm. We were seeing like e-commerce also being uh, becoming a huge potential more now with the smartphones um, and we are seeing like a lot of people already in Portugal starting to to buy online so I wanted to do something related with that so two big industries if we put some social impact in 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 that we could also make a, a big change that was like my initial rational um, and for that, I, I made a master dissertation about that, and then it resulted in this business, basically. Oh, really? Uh, ah. So the, yeah, so that that's how it started. Then I took like my master dissertation. I went to talk with several people, different companies, and then uh, I, I found my co-founder saying that okay, this makes makes sense, and we we would like to help you. Um, but basically, that. That was it. We went also to Silicon Valley for three months in an incubation program. Um, and then it, it really started when we came back from uh, uh, Silicon Valley and we got our first investment proposal of 100000 to uh, make it uh, um, more serious. Okay. And, and who was the, um, the, the, the accelerator program with? Uh, it's Plug and Play Tech Center. Okay, cool. And that was in, in Silicon Valley. Valley. Yeah, it's in Sunnyvale, near yeah, Mountain yeah. View. Yeah. Okay, awesome. How long were you out there for? Three months. Three months. And thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes, we, we would like to to go back there. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Really like that 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 ecosystem. 
Mm. And and I, I believe you. So was it the second round of funding that was on Cedars? Didn't you crowdfund? It was the third. So first we raised one hundred thousand from Business Angels, then five hundred thousand from a venture capital, and last year we've raised about two hundred and something thousand pounds from Cedars, and now we are doing another equity crowdfunding campaign. Well, we saw that. Well, this market is extremely difficult to raise venture capital when you are working with charities, mm-hmm. uh, not only because it it sounds like it's hard to make money mm-hmm. and to have the return of the investment because it's related with charities. Mm-hmm. And there is also kind of a technique, uh, an ethical aspect. So usually we have... A visceral reaction about the people that makes money by helping other people. Yeah. Interesting that we don't have a visceral reaction of people that makes a lot of money not helping other people. <laughs> so we are kind of in the middle of these grounds, uh, but we look at it as there is benefits because this way we can attract celebrities, music festivals, and we can kind of go to the press and have be- better marketing than the traditional e-commerce marketplace. And we see these um also well we see this uh, kind of an opportunity to show the world that is not one thing or another or it means or ma- or you make money or you help people well, you can do both things and both can empower each other so if we if we have a, a balanced um a business model w- where you uh, much more you make you uh, much if you make more money you create more impact and if you create more impact you make more money and, yeah. and and if it works, then we can scale um, a, a startup, a tech startup that has dimensions like Airbnb, Uber, Amazon, or whatever. But for charitable um, ch- charitable giving and volunteering. And as soon as we one day have one startup that can really scales as this kind of ideal and um, um, major startups, then we can kind of uh, start to balance the, the for-profit and non-profit markets and uh, actually starting to produce some change. That will be like, that's the kind of our big vision. And this way, if we make more impact, we can also make more money so we can attract more venture capital and show them that this is investable so we can scale faster and create more impact. That's kind of the, 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 the rationale behind it. I think it's brilliant. I love it. Um, and, and has that always been what's motivated you, i.e. not just money, but but making a, a social impact? Yeah. So when I was like younger, uh, I wanted to become kind of a millionaire so I could help a lot of people. Mm. But then I realized that, well, I can use my knowledge to build something as it scales, it can create impact. And if I make money on, on the process, then I can kind of invest in other young entrepreneurs uh, in their ideas as uh, people have been doing to me. So I would like to give back to the society, not only with uh, the product that can scale and create change, but also with knowledge and capital. Uh, so that so I think that this way, if everything goes well, I could kind of achieve it. Mm, yeah, w- w- without a doubt. And um, it must have been nice to have been recognized on the, the Forbes list of 30 under 30 social entrepreneurs in the, in the last year as well. How, how did that feel? Uh, yeah, well, it, it was very good, not only for me, 
but for the team, it's kind of a recognition that, uh, yeah, for things that we are in the kind of a good direction, so it kind of give us like that that sense of uh, uh, not not really accomplishment, but that we are doing we are going in the right direction and. Mm. Um, and it's very good to see that an entity like Forbes uh, made their research and find found us and um, recognize us. So that's that's really uh, really good. Of course, that is. I don't see this uh, as awards for me. I think this is like a recognition for the project. Mm. And what's more important for us is. Uh, to get that kind of validation, so the probability of success of the project uh, is higher. So yeah, it was very good. It was very good to go, uh, and and it still is very good to go to the Forbes event to um, to meet all the other uh, under thirty entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has been very good for us to to make uh, connections and uh, explore new opportunities. So it's, it has been a, a real good experience. Awesome, and, and and talking about your your team, how how many people have you got on board now? So we are seven, mm-hmm. so still a kind of small team, um, yeah. but we want to, to to hire more people definitely. And and is that like part part of the funding that you you always need developers to help develop the program and and, and sales people yeah, to, yeah. to make the calls? Yeah, so basically sales, we don't have um, a lot of sales people. Uh, so basically I do a little of sales, uh, the marketing people as well. So yeah, um, most of the, the, the people we have are developers, Yeah, um, at least uh, the biggest percentage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it's marketing, operations, c- customer support, um, and some sales. We would like to hire start hiring some uh, senior salespeople. Cool. And, and how about your plans for, for 2018? Um, with it literally just uh, by the time this is live, or we'd have just entered 2018. What, um, what, what excites you most and, and what's the most important thing that you're, you're going to be working on? Uh, reach break even. Yep. <laughs> Basically, it's like becoming sustainable mm-hmm. uh, through uh, the business model for companies basically attracting so we already are working with several companies in the pilot phase they are testing it uh they are giving us feedback and uh, the the next phase will be getting companies uh, get companies to pay a monthly the monthly subscription to use the platform yeah and increase those sales until we reach break even that that's like the main goal so we can um, raise a, a bigger rounds, maybe a Series A by the end of uh, 2018, with a, a, a proved uh, business model uh, and be, being profitable. That that's like the main goal. Okay, and um, just to close off, because I'm, I'm sure you're ridiculously busy with everything you've got going on. But what was your um, what was the most um, What's the biggest achievement that you had in in 2017 when you when you kind of look back on 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 this current year? Uh, uh, good question. Mm-hmm. Uh, biggest achievements in 2000. Well, 
maybe in September we reach uh, 100,000 unique visitors uh, during the month. So maybe that was like the biggest, the, the, the biggest traffic we had in one month so far mm -hmm. uh, due to or part of it due to the Rock in Rio in Brazil. Okay. Uh, and yeah, and we, now we are bigger in Brazil than uh, than uh, everywhere else. So okay. I'll say that that, that peak in traffic uh, was was something uh, interesting for us. Um, and, 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 and maybe being selected by Sodexo to start the pilot. Okay, cool. And do you, do you make sure that uh, you, you have to personally attend the, the Rock in Rio Festival? Well, where, when it is in Portugal, they gave us some tickets. In Rock in Rio, they, they didn't. Oh, need to work uh, on that. In, in Rio de Janeiro, in Rio de Janeiro, they, 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 they didn't. But we are working on that. <laughs> but <laughs> but they, you are. They, yeah. they offered us a spot and tickets uh, um, last year here in Portugal. Awesome. Well, well, listen. I love love talking to you. I could talk for far longer, but I know that you're you're going to be busy, and um, each of these episodes fits into a nice thirty minute slot, uh, and we're, we're just about at that time. So, um, I wish you all the best, and I'll be interested in, in following your progress throughout the sure. the rest of the year. All right. Okay. Thank you very much, Alex. Thanks very much, Marco. Great listening to Marco Barbosa talking very passionately there about his startup eSolidar. Um, a reminder, if you'd like to see our live event, Screw It, Just Do It presents. We're in Bournemouth on the 24th of January. And before that next week, we are in Brighton with Candy Kittens founders, Jamie Lang and Ed Williams. Simply go to Eventbrite and look up the startup you profile page and you'll be able to buy tickets for both and we would love to see you there where you get to ask our guests your very own questions rather than me asking them all online as I am now on today's show. Um, so it's a great opportunity for you to meet a variety of different entrepreneurs. So working back to my interview with Marco, um, Great, I think, to look at a variety of ways of funding your startup. Um, as Marco mentioned, they used a whole variety of sources from angel investors, crowdfunding on um, Cedars, and now going um, the VC route as well, raising venture capital. So, um, load of different ways you can do it. Um, Obviously, there's startup loans as well, which uh, we offer through Startup U. Um, so, a variety of ways you can look at, you know, more than one one way to skin a cat. So, do look at a variety of options up there. Then there are plenty of examples out there, people who started without any money. Um, but then at some point in time, everybody, no matter whether you are a startup, millionaire, billionaire, will need funding to scale their business. Um so looking at a win for all, I thought this was very um, interesting with um, with Marco's quote there, um, which, you know, making money and helping people, you can actually do both. You don't just have to make money or just help people. The two can go hand in hand and they're creating this uh, fabulous piece of technology, this marketplace where you can do just that. Um, and leading on to that is is impact. Um Creating more money 
is enabling people to have more impact. And likewise, if you create more impact, surely you can create more money. So I loved Marco's analogy there. The two very much can go hand in hand. And um, I, I wholeheartedly agree um, in, in creating impact and creating positive good. Um, kind of harks back also to the message from Jamal um, Easel over Christmas with his Change Please um, coffee startup, uh, helping the homeless. And these two guys are doing fantastic things um, in that sphere. And you know, if there's something you can do that's a win-win, that creates impact, that creates money, then think about what you can possibly do to to create that positive change in the world. So that's it from me. Um, Going to be hitting the road next week with our first event in Brighton and the following week uh, at our HQ in Bournemouth. Meantime, we will still have our regular Saturday startup feature coming up this Saturday with Dominic Chapman from STEMX who are using video technology in the recruitment industry and also introducing AI technology into that as well. So uh, interesting podcast come up this Saturday. Thank you so much for being um, part of the audience and would love to hear from you. Just tweet at Alex Chisnell. Or email me alex at startupu.co.uk. Let me know your favorite speaker of 2017. Let me know who you'd like to hear in 2018. And hit me up if you've got any questions at all that I can possibly help you with. Thanks for listening. If you'd like the opportunity to attend one of our live events with some of the world's leading entrepreneurs, just go to startupu.co.uk and click on the events calendar. That's startupu with the letter U. From there, you'll be able to see what live events we've got coming up and book a ticket from as little as £5, which includes a complimentary drink and the opportunity to network with like-minded entrepreneurs. Hope to see you soon. If you're an entrepreneur looking for funding, mentoring or support, go to startupu.co.uk. And if you'd like to share your startup story, we'd love to hear from you. Just go to the contact page on startupu.co.uk and we'll be in touch. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe and I'd love it if you left me a review of the show. To connect with me personally, you can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook at Alex Chisnell. Until the next show, remember don't wait, the time will never be just right. Action always beats intention. This show is brought to you by RocketSpark, who make it easy for anyone to build a great-looking website. Each month, RocketSpark offer one lucky listener the opportunity to get a website absolutely free for the next six months to do some in-market testing of a new idea. Just go to rocketspark.com slash screwitjustdoit to enter. <laughs>